Chronic illness can be an all-consuming experience. I have suffered with chronic illness for over 20 years, and there is no doubt managing a chronic condition can be a full-time job with no perks or time off. It affects every facet of your life, but you are not alone. Join me as we hear real stories of people living with pain and illness, their challenges, their victories, and the treatments and coping strategies they use to get through the day. I am not my pain, and neither are you. Welcome back to I Am Not My Pain podcast. Today we are discussing the chronic condition of arthritis. Most of us have obviously heard of arthritis, but do we truly understand the symptoms and the impact? I honestly didn't know until recently that there are over a hundred different types of arthritis, from osteoarthritis to rheumatoid arthritis to juvenile arthritis, and that arthritis is the leading cause of adult disability in the United States. The leading cause. Most types of arthritis are a result of the body's immune system causing the body to attack its own tissues. Arthritis can also affect other organs, such as the heart and kidneys, and can be extremely painful and wreak havoc on daily life. Arthritis is complex and greatly varies from person to person, which is why I'm very excited to learn more about managing arthritis from my chronic illness warrior for today, Irene S. Roth. For close to 25 years, Irene has managed chronic pain from arthritis, fibromyalgia, migraine, and more. At one point in her journey, she could barely function due to the debilitating pain. She educated herself on her conditions and implemented a self-management plan, which she says allows her to not only function, but thrive. Irene is a full-time writer, as well as an online teacher. She also provides a mentoring program where she coaches fellow writers to help bring out their best. Irene has written numerous self-help articles on chronic illness and aging, including Living Well with Chronic Illness, Emotionally Resilient Arthritis Sufferer, Tips to Successful Chronic Pain Management, How to Pace Yourself Despite Migraine Attacks, and so much more. And Irene has also been tremendously kind in helping me start and contribute and run the I Am Not My Pain podcast blog, where Irene, myself, and other amazing chronic pain warriors will share their thoughts on living with chronic illness. I will include all the links in the episode description. Irene's passion is to write, encourage, and advocate so other chronically ill sufferers can find some hope and joy in their lives, despite their pain. Irene, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, Melissa, thank you for having me. What an honor to be here. I just love sharing my wisdom and my experience with your uh, with your listeners, I should say. It's just, it's such a lonely road when you become chronically ill. And I remember several points, and I'll, we'll be talking about this in a little bit, of just sheer sort of desolation and loneliness, because I just feel like, well, there's probably nothing I can do about this. This is going to be the way it is, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm here to say, yes, there's a lot of stuff we can do. And yes, we can thrive. Most of us can continue our careers if we want to. I just happen to, well, stop working at about age of 55 or so. But I'm working online. I'm teaching online and I'm loving it. That's amazing. Yeah. You're so right on so many of those points. So I can't wait to dive in. So why don't you share a little more of your story and the symptoms you currently manage, especially from your arthritis? I was diagnosed with osteoarthritis when I was in my early 40s. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it all started when I started having trouble uh, walking because of a big toe problem, sort of a big toe sensitivity, which became a bunion um, on my right foot, point where I couldn't wear my shoes. Um, and every time I put pressure on that toe, I, I couldn't walk. So I basically had to do something about it. Um, so I went to my GP, my general practitioner, and he suggested that I have some x-rays done on that toe and also some blood work. Um just to sit, rule out gout and rule out other issues. He, at that point, wasn't sure if I maybe had rheumatoid arthritis. Um, uh, he thought I had some form of arthritis, um, but being in my 40s, I thought, how can I possibly have arthritis? I'm only in my 40s, you know? Right, I even right. told him that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, what are you, are we having a bad day here or what? You know, like, you know, I thought, well, maybe it's a toenail, you know, in toenail um, or just something like that. No, uh, when the x-rays came back, it was osteoarthritis. And it was almost as if the joint was sort of inflamed and it was sort of becoming um, sort of out of joint a bit. So it was almost as if my joint was, the inflation, inflammation was pushing my joint, but it was really painful. A few cortisone shots into that toe uh, thinking that well maybe that would help and he thought would it would help too my doctor but it didn't it just prolonged my agony and made things worse suggested physiotherapy probably that was the next best route um, because there was nothing else he can do like there's nothing they can give for osteoarthritis there's no medication really pain modality that you can give to a patient there's no blood test really Blood tests come out positive only um, if you have rheumatoid arthritis. Um, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's really, it's one of those silent um, arthritis um, that is very debilitating uh, and yet very unknown. And yet millions of people have it, <laughs> you know. Once I got to the physiotherapist, um, I had all, all kinds of hope that it would work. But every time I went in, it just... It didn't work. I was in more pain when I came out mm-hmm. and it would go on for days. And I would schedule my appointments about a week apart just so that I can recover both physically and mentally because well, I found it a tad tormenting. <laughs> it took me a few days to recover. And by the time I was going back into my appointment, I was feeling better, but it's only to get all the pain back again. So I thought, okay, well, this is definitely not working. So I went back to my general practitioner and I said, look, doctor, I just don't think this is going to work for me. You know, do you have anything else that you can say? Um, And at that point he said, well, uh, I can, you know, sort of refer you to a pain specialist. And I said, okay, well, let's try that just in case. So I went to the pain specialist. It was um, a female specialist. She was just the most empathic, empathic, wonderful lady. The sort of the treatment modalities were pretty invasive. Like they'd have to inject me with some freezing fluid uh, into my toe. Of course, it relieved the pain, but it was the pain of getting the needle. It, it was the pain of, you know, and I hate needles. <laughs> it's oh. just like, yeah. So, yeah. So I did go, uh, tried it out for about a month and a half. That didn't work because the pain was more excruciating afterwards than before and a few weeks to recover. So I thought, okay. I'm definitely going backwards. <laughs> you know, this is just not not working. So I felt pretty disillusioned and frustrated. I felt alone. 
that really sinking feeling in my pit of my stomach. Here I was in my early 40s thinking, is my life, you know, is this really, really the way it's going to be for the rest of my life? And finally, one bright summer, warm day, I was sitting out on my veranda. I love that place in the spring, winter, spring, um, summer, and fall because the vista is beautiful. I get in my own space. I have my garden out there. And it's just like, and I have my most euphoric aha moments there. And that was one of those moments on that veranda. That particular morning, I was drinking my tea and I probably hit my lowest point. I said to myself, you know, it's just like this inner talk. Instead of being negative, um, all of a sudden I said something positive to myself. I said, Irene, you cannot go on this way. You cannot be defeated by arthritis. You cannot be defeated by osteoarthritis specifically. You can't be defeated by this toe disability by now that you have. You can't walk very well on. You're going to have to somehow learn to live with this condition. And on some level, you're going to have to try and accept it. Uh, and that was the hardest part. Because how do you accept something like this when you're in your 40s, you know? I couldn't walk across campus without extreme pain. I was still, you know, teaching at that point full time. By the time I finished my first class, I was so tired. I couldn't hardly keep my eyes open. Uh, and yet I had another class to teach usually. And I had office hours on top of that. And I was taking my own seminars at that point. I was still doing my uh, my master's and my post uh, master's. So, um, you know, it was just one of those times that I was, I was just thinking, I can't go on like this. I guess I got to really sad. Tears started rolling down my eyes. I had a really good cry. It was just one of those momentous times. I was out on my own on the on the veranda. I just decided I was going to let myself cry until I was done. Because everyone in my family always said, you can't cry. You shouldn't cry. You're just a crybaby, right? And at that point in my life, I thought, I have to cry. This is not fair. This is just not fair. You know, so I had my pity party and it was a major one. But then all of a sudden, out of those tears came a clearing, as it has in so many part, times in my life when I really, really get down on myself. I had this opening, this sort of almost oasis moment. And I wasn't sure what the details were at that point, but I knew that something had to change. But I also had the confidence that I was able to get myself there. It was the first time ever since my diagnosis that I had that. It was like, yay, right? Because um, I'm, I'm able to now move forward. Now I can do something. But what I didn't know yet. But I had that confidence in my gut that I could do it, you know, that I I only get myself feeling better. Only I can pick up my, you know, pick up myself in the morning when I'm having a bad day, when I had to sleep with night and keep going. You know, I had I had to do it. So so I did. I immediately started uh, looking for different pain modalities and treatments. So I hadn't tried massage therapy yet, and I've heard it was really good and something that, um, you know, might actually benefit me. And so I looked for massage therapists all over where I live in Stratford, and I went to a few, and they were okay, but they weren't really sort of, I had quite a bit more pain. It was sort of a Swiss massage where you have, you know, the deep tissue sort of massages and rubbing, kept looking and kept looking until I came to this one particular um, massage therapist. And immediately when she started working on me, I knew she would be the one. She knew my body. Um, she worked with people with physio, uh, 
with uh, fibromyalgia and also with arthritis. She had an older clientele and I fit. And I came out of there and I just felt replenished and re just rejuvenated. And it went on for weeks. I'd have that wonderful, positive feeling, but it wasn't just physical. It was also psychological and mental, sort of. It just lifted me up. I was going to her for a couple months. And one um, afternoon I came in and I was a little bit earlier. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to read my book in the waiting room. And all of a sudden, two ladies walked in and she start, they started talking to each other. They obviously knew each other. And one was talking about arthritis and how she was struggling with it. Another was talking about her fibromyalgia and how she was suffering with it and how massage has helped tremendously. So I felt bad, but I turned around and I just apologetically said, I have arthritis too. Can we, can we talk a little bit? And they said, absolutely. You know, they were so empathic and they wanted to know more about me and I wanted to know, you know, more about their situation. And so we got chatting and all of a sudden they came up with something that was absolutely brilliant. They changed my life forever. And that was that they mentioned that there was a six week self-management program that was starting up in London, which is, you know, not far from where I live. So I thought, wow, this is, this sounds perfect. So it, it covered all the modalities of pain management and how to, you know, how to focus and how to yourself and how to you know sleep hygiene and all those wonderful topics that I really was struggling with at the time I decided to just reach out to them after my after my massage appointment I came home and I went online and I basically signed up for the workshop and about two months later I got what was my first time and I went in and it was almost as if I walked into a room where everyone understood me everyone because before, you know, you talk to, about your arthritis and people say, well, you're young, you don't look ill, you're fine. You know, <laughs> who are you trying to kid? You know, like at that point, my mother-in-law was still alive and she was in her 80s and she would beat me you know, in a supermarket walking around. And I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, there's something wrong here, really something wrong here, you know. And so she didn't basically didn't believe me, you know, that I was in pain and, you know, suffering all the time. So, but anyways, I came into this room uh, in this workshop and everyone understood me and the leaders were great. And all of a sudden, the face of pain was very different. It was common. I didn't feel alone anymore. You know, it was like, oh my goodness, you know, people understand me and they're right here and they're, they're functioning and they look great and they look put together. And some of them are 20, 30 years older than me. Like, how are they doing it? You know, it was an absolute euphoric moment for me. And I, I'll never forget it. I just remember looking around thinking, I'm a kid, <laughs> basically, <laughs> in this group. And they're all functioning. A lot of them were working. A lot of them were doing part-time jobs. I'm thinking, okay, so that's what you need to do. I mean, you need to dig deep, you know, and get there. But then I needed a knowledge base. And that six weeks gave me the knowledge base that I needed. So after the six weeks went by and I learned all the tools of self-management, I started using them. They talked about goal setting during that workshop too. And I was able to really understand that language because I set goals in other areas of my life like for work, like for my students, being a student, like writing um, and so on. I always have goals. So when they spoke the goal language, I was right there. I knew exactly, you know, 
what they were talking about. And so I started setting goals. It's really history. It just literally changed my life. My whole outlook on living with arthritis changed. All of a sudden, I knew in the deepest recesses of my soul that I was able to live, that I was able to thrive even. I mean, if these ladies were able to thrive um, and they were so much older than me and they had so many more conditions, some of them, one of them was in a wheelchair, Mm. you know? And I, I was walking in. So much more, you know, effort would it take her to come there than me, you know? So complaining was probably a waste of energy. So I came full circle from that aha moment on my veranda. All of a sudden I knew, okay, that's what I needed. I needed this knowledge base. And now I know I can do it. Months passed um, after my workshop, sort of, I think it was about a year, but um, I was on the website again, uh, the arthritis website, but I'm always on the website because I'm researching and writing about the topic um, of arthritis and all different facets of how to live with this ailment. I didn't want to keep all this knowledge to myself. So I started writing eBooks. I started writing blogs. I started writing, just writing to people. When I met people in church, I spoke to them about arthritis. I told them they weren't alone. I told them they could do it. You know, I, I told them to get up every day and, you know, just be positive. You know, it's all about mindset. So I, I had all of that going on. But then all of a sudden I saw this opportunity to be a volunteer with the Arthritis Society and present the very workshop I took that changed my life. Um, and so I, of course, I jumped at the opportunity. I just absolutely jumped. I must have jumped five feet up in the air, <laughs> you know. Right away, I signed up um, and I applied and they accepted my application. Um, and I started teaching the workshops everywhere across Ontario. Met so many wonderful, strong, wonderful people that just lived with uh, different forms of arthritis, different forms of um, rheumatoid arthritis, um, different kinds of chronic conditions even. And they all thrived. They all made it. You know, it was just that they needed a few extra tools and that's what the workshop gave them. See, when I came into the workshop, I thought, I don't just need the tools. I need more than that. It's almost as if I need a drive, a will to do it. And Mm. those presenters gave it to me. They were just that good. The only thing I can hope is I was that good for others and was, uh, you know, quite okay, <laughs> you know. So, so the arthritis society told me. So, uh, I hate boasting about myself. I just don't do it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. Because what what became what was um, osteoarthritis then later on became more than that, and I'll talk more about that later on. At least I had all the tools in my dop kit, and I had the inner drive that I that that I can say okay. I can do this. Uh, And for me, that's the most important thing. You know, think that, you know, you can't do it. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can get up in the morning and feel awful and just know that I can do this, so can you. So that's a bit of my story. (laughs) That's a a story. It's amazing that from a toe came this whole thing, you know, that is so true. You had so many very good points in just what you said alone. And it is not easy to accept a chronic condition that you're going to have to live with this condition the rest of your life. And it can be very deflating and very lonely and scary and, and all those things. And I think once you recognize that you do have the strength, more strength than you recognize in yourself to do it, and that you do have things that you can do to help yourself, 
it, depending on your disorder, it, but there's still things everyone can do to help, you know, while you're, you know, going through this and the goal getting, oh my goodness, you hit home there because I used to do unobtainable goals. That was my biggest problem. And I, I put these big old goals up at the top and what I learned was no, no, no. Like let's take those down about 4,000 notch. And then when I did reach that goal, it was, it was still like to celebrate that, to yeah. celebrate that goal. Yeah. And it may have been a minor goal, but for me, it was a big deal. Like for a healthy person, it may be like, that's nothing, but Absolutely. for me, big deal, you know, and mm-hmm. I had to, I had to give myself that credit, which is not easy for me to do. No, so but- not. No, and I, I know don't. you mentioned, yeah, it is not, it's not easy. Well, it's just depending on your personality as well. But like my personality was not one to give myself any kind of credit for anything. So sick, it was like, you know, it just kind of compounded thought process. Yeah, absolutely. So it took a while to unwind that just in general, <laughs> just to get that done. But you did mention, you know, as the years progressed, you know, you, you did get a few different uh, conditions, but, and I know with so many conditions out there that there's so many comorbidities and it's very common, but what are some of the comorbidities of arthritis and, you know, do you manage any related to yours? I guess what I learned over the years is that osteoarthritis is a kind of inflammatory uh, condition. And so once you have one kind, all kinds of other chronic conditions can sort of be on the heels of that. So the first thing I got was fibromyalgia right after that. I started getting these really sort of kind of sensitive spots on on my neck and on my arms and on my uh, hips. Um, and it was really basically like having the flu. And then, of course, it was the absolutely debilitating brain fog, mm. which I had to work through. Now, some days are better than others. Um, and I praise <laughs> those great days because the bad days are, well, not so great. I have been able to thrive and you know, succeed on with that too, with different self-management modalities. But also rheumatoid arthritis, which is what I got um, later on, um, and migraines followed suit. And then IBS followed suit after that. But when you think about it, they're all inflammatory conditions. Um, and so if you have one kind of inflammation like osteo, um, the others follow on, on the heels pretty quickly. Yeah. So, and there's nothing you can do about it. So... <laughs> Right. Yeah. I think people think you can do something about it necessarily. And that's not true. But, and it's also, it's so interesting how the body works and how, you know, inflammation in the body changes everything. So I think it's interesting. And and so many people that do have arthritis that I have met, you know, have some other form of an inflammatory disease as well. I mean, it kind of comes hand in hand, unfortunately. (laughs) So very, very unfortunately. So since I have you and you, you know, have taken obviously a self-management class, but you also have gone through so many treatments, you know, what are your best treatment options that have helped your arthritis? Sadly, this is all the time we have for today. Please tune in next week to hear Irene S. Roth share the best treatment options for her arthritis, how she manages her symptoms as she ages, her suggestions for the recently diagnosed, and so much more. To learn more about Irene's writing, you can go to the links for WordPress and Smashwords provided in the episode description. And to learn more about the I Am Not My Pain podcast blog, go to chronicpainwarriorsblog.wordpress.com. 
I will include all those links in the episode description. I want to thank Irene again for coming on the show and a big, big thank you to all my listeners. And remember, you are not alone and you are not your pain. Like the show? Please subscribe and leave a review. Or to learn more about the show or how to become a guest, simply visit our website at www.iamnotmypainpodcast.org. That is iamnotmypainpodcast.org. Your story matters. We look forward to hearing from you. Hi. This is Keith. I am a martial arts therapist at the Hero Circle, a global healing and wellness initiative inspired by the children of kids kicking cancer. Would you like to discover the power of your breath while fueling the purpose of thousands of sick children across the globe? Simply check out our free adult meditation catalog at herocircle.org forward slash meditations. To learn more about our program and our inspirational little heroes, visit our website at herocircle.org. From all of us at the Hero Circle, we wish you a wonderful day. Power, peace, purpose.